0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beyond the Benchmark, the EFG podcast. My name is Mo Zafzal. I'm the Global Chief Investment Officer for EFG. Uh, so today we have uh, Mansueto Almeida or Mansu, as uh, as uh, people lovingly call him, uh, he's a chief in Incon- chief economist uh, at BT Pactual. And um, uh, Mansueto was actually on the same podcast, seventeenth uh, of March, twenty twenty two. We just looked up a little bit earlier. So Mansueto, welcome. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. Moss. Uh, it's a pleasure being here again.
0: Last time I recall when you when you were on the podcast, you were actually pretty bullish. Um, uh, on uh, on the Brazilian real and the Brazilian economy and, and in general Brazilian financial markets, and your argument was about the real yield and how um, uh, the Brazilian economy was kind of firing up and irrespective of what the election result gave, you know the economy would be uh, pretty strong. Uh, so how are you feeling today? <laughs>
1: You know, first of all, I mean, I think you had, you know, a, a good year last year Indeed, because yeah. Brazil, Brazil, we had a GDP growth of 2.9%. You know, our, our debt to GDP went down again for the second consecutive year. Just to let you know, we finished last year with a debt to GDP in Brazil at 73% with exactly the same number of 2017. So, you know, there is not many countries that after the the COVID-19, you know, the debt went down. Mm-hmm. And after the COVID, our debt went down back to what it was in 2017. So I think, you know, we had a great year last year, but we had the election. Every time that you have election in Brazil and in, in all the countries in Latin America, you have volatility and you have some bad news. What's the bad news? It's that once the election was over and you have a new president. Instead of this new president gave, you know, the right message to the market in terms of fiscal responsibility, in terms of structural reform, you know, he put a trade-off between being fiscal responsible and increasing social policy. Once the president was elected, President Lula, he said, if I have to choose between uh, doing a fiscal adjustment and increase social policy, I will go for social policy, as if as if there was a contradiction, there is no contradiction. There is no trade-off because those countries that invest a lot on social, they need to have, you know, the means to do that. They need to be fiscal responsible. So, but because of that, you know, there was a lot of volatility after the election, you know, was over. So the with the, the beginning of a new government, I think, you know, the new economic teams gave in the right message in terms of fiscal responsibility. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, structural reform, the most important one that the government will present to the Congress one month, two months from now is the tax reform, which is very, very important to Brazil. But uh, we need to, to hear the right message coming from the political side of the government. And that's, you know, that's the big open question because if you don't hear the right message coming from the politicians, from the president himself, you know, people start wondering whether or not, the minister of finance has the backup of the president and the and the and the political party of the go- of this new government. Mm.
0: So obviously, last year was actually for Brazil one of the best years, certainly on a relative basis to other financial markets. Both currency, a few currencies that are actually <laughs> positive against the dollar mm. last year, and then we saw um, obviously the stock market also behave, you know, pretty well. In terms of purely on financial markets, and we'll talk a little bit more in terms of how the psychology has changed a bit, is this purely that, A, did very well last year, and this year there's a little bit of uncertainty, and so investors are finding a home better better somewhere else?
1: You know, uh, I think we have everything to to have another good year if we give the right message. Right. If you if you look to the historic market with today, you know, it's quite cheap because people are excited to what the new government will do in terms of uh, reforms, in terms of fiscal adjustment. But if you look to the BRL, our exchange rate, you know, uh, it's around 5.2. The 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 dollar is 5.2 highs. It's not different if, uh, from you know, mm. uh, you know, from many people are expecting. If you look to the next two, three years, nobody expect, you know a huge change in our exchange rate so everybody's working with a pretty stable exchange yeah. rate for the next two three years which is very good for foreign investor because the interest rate you continue to be very high mm. the short-term interest rate in Brazil nowadays is 13.75 percent for inflation that expected to be around six percent mm. so Brazil is running a very very high real interest rate and this is helping us you know to control uh the the, the BRL the exchange rate mm. so you know it, it, I think you still have a good opportunity for foreign investors to come, especially in the energy sector as well. Uh, you know, uh, renewable energy, Brazil, it's, uh, it's a big country that investing a lot of renewable energy. It's a, it's a field that many foreign investors still interested in coming. But in terms of the stock market, you know, we have a lot of volatility it still uncertainty, you know, how the economy will perform this year. We're expecting very low GDP growth this year, around 1%, mm. because of high interest rate. Mm. That's how monetary policy works. You need to increase interest rate, and then, we'll, you know, it will cool down the economy. But, you know, this will bring the inflation back to the target. But this year, you expect inflation around 6%, and next year, inflation around 4%. It is still, you know, above the target because the inflation target in Brazil for next year is 3%. Mm. But have in mind, you know, that in all over the world, every single country, you know, have problem to bring down the inflation back to the target. So, I mean, Brazil running inflation 4% next year is not the end of the world.
0: Mm. Now, I was going to say, um, you know, in the Western world, the the new two is three (laughs) and pretty much in market world the new three is four (laughs) all right so so i think um and i think there are various different structural reasons for for that and possibly not something we need to debate today but um so moving then on to the political situation obviously uh lula's come in um you know huge fanfare Obviously, there's a romanticism around Lula in terms of what uh, was achieved in the Brazilian economy through the 2000 period uh, onwards um, and how well you know, Brazil did in that, in that period. How realistic do you think he's able to repeat the same um, uh, the same feat as he did um, previously?
1: You know, it will be very difficult because, you know, it's different times. During the times from 2003 to 2010, when Lula was president for eight years, for two consecutive terms, we had a commodity boom. Mm. The Brazilian GDP was growing in average around 4% per year. So now it's different. And the starting point, that time in 2003, Lula inherited a country running a primary surplus of 3% of GDP per year. Mm. So the only thing that he had to do is to maintain this very high primary surplus, to cut the debt to GDP. Now it's different because this year we expect a primary deficit for the public sector of 1% of GDP and the debt will start to to uh, to go up. So now Lula needs to do a fiscal adjustment some, you know, more or less around 3 percentage point of GDP. He needs to go from a primary debt of 1% of GDP to a primary surplus of 2% of GDP in order to stabilize the debt to GDP. So we're talking about a new government that wants to spend more on social policies, but at at the same time, he needs to do a fiscal adjustment around 3% of GDP, which is a lot. So it's different, you know, uh, he cannot, uh, you know, increase too much the public sector expenditure because otherwise, you know, he will not be able to deliver the fiscal adjustment, which is key for the central bank to cut interest rate and for the long term, the yield curve to go down as well. So, you know, it would be a a much more challenging government than what what it was, you know, twenty years ago. Mm. And in order to do that, you know, Lula in order to to get let's say the 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 trust of foreign investors of the markets, he needs to show some, you know, action in terms of promoting and approving structural reform, Mm. like tax reform. Mm. Just to give an idea, Brazil has a tax border similar to UK, thirty-four percent of GDP. But we have a very, very complex tax system, a very complex VAT tax system, and the government wants to do a tax reform, uh, changing the VAT tax system, and also tax reform dealing with income tax. So it'll be, I mean, uh, it'll be a very big challenge, but if Lula is able to approve these reforms, you know, I think things will get better. Uh, And he needs to show what to be the new fiscal plan to Brazil because one of the things that we did in Brazil in the last six, seven years that was very important was uh, the approval of a lot that we call spending cap bill back in 2016 that put a ceiling in the growth of the public, uh, the yeah. federal government expenditure. Yeah. And because of that, the the interest rate in Brazil went down sharply mm-hmm. in 2017, 18, 17, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Before the COVID-19, Brazil was had a short-term interest rate of 4.5% per year. Mm -hmm. Now the same interest rate is Mm 13.75% per year. Mm -hmm. So it's completely different. So he needs, you know, this new Lula, he needs to be a a reformist. He needs to show that he'll be able to do a fiscal adjustment and approve structural reforms. Otherwise, you know, he'll not get the benefit of the doubt of the market and he'll not be able to cut interest rate and to have higher growth in the mm-hmm. short term
0: mm-hmm. I could say that um, our own Rishi Sunak in the UK has offered to help um, codify the tax system for the UK taxpayer <laughs> 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 um, he he, uh, he he was very keen on making sure that uh, he could get um, um, a um, Calcul- you know, getting his calculator out and actually working it out himself, apparently, <laughs> yeah. uh, and wanted to redefine it. He probably needs Rishi Sunak's help, I think, to, <laughs> to be able to, to uh, implement that reform. So, um, so I think, um, you know, what are you, th- what are the sort of probabilities in your mind today of him being able to reform uh, along those lines?
1: You know, he needs to build a political coalition. Have yeah, in mind yeah. that Brazil, different from many other countries, but Brazil has in the Congress over 20 political parties. Yeah, yeah. And the government doesn't have, you know, the majority uh, in, in in both houses. The government doesn't have the majority in the lower house and, he, and it doesn't have the majority as well in the upper house, in the Senate. So the government, you need to build a, you know, a, a, more, a stronger political coalition, build a coalition in order to get the, the support to approve this reform is not, you know, it's not easy, but again, it's not impossible as well, but he needs to negotiate a lot. But you know, one one good thing about Lula is, is that he's, we talk about a person who's around 76, 77 years old, and he's a very, very skillful politician. So he, he knows, he's very chari- charismatic. He knows how to make deals with the Congress. He knows how to talk with politicians from the left and from the right. So, I mean, if if Lula really, you know, uh, wants to approve reform, I think he has the skills to negotiate, to build a political coalition to approve reform. But Lula, you know, needs to move to the center because after the, the election, many people are a little bit surprised because Lula is still with a very uh, radical narrative, a very radical message, as if he was still in the middle of a political campaign. And he's not. The election is over and he's the new president and he needs to talk, you know, to the, to the to not only to, to his electorate, but to, to, to the country, to the whole country. So he, I think he needs to move a little bit to the center to be able uh, to build this political coalition to approve the reforms. The big question is when will you move to the center? Because many people think this is a uh, key for him to, to build this coalition that, you know, you give his government support. To approve these reforms in the Congress.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are the timelines that we need to watch out for uh for this to happen and you know what are you thinking in terms of um a critical path to this?
1: Uh, first of all this month in March the, the the economic team will present you know to Lula this new fiscal plan because they don't like the spend cap bill. The spend cap bill as I said there's a legislation that says that every single year the central government expenditure can only grow by inflation. Mm -hmm. So they don't like that. They Mm -hmm. think it's it's too tough. So they will present a new fiscal anchor and they will present this month. And I think this will be key to see how the markets will react. After that, they will present the tax reform more or less by by the end of May, which again will be key to see, you know, uh, whether or not they'll get the Congress support to approve it. And the next month in April, Uh, They will present the primary target for the public sector next year. Every single year, the government needs to present what's the primary target for the public sector in the following year. And based on this primary target, you know, the federal government builds its budget. So you need to see, okay, what's the primary target for next year? At this point, the the market is expecting that Brazil will run a primary death of 1% of GDP this year and another 1% of GDP next year. If, was, if the government shows something like, no, we will not run a primary death of 1% of GDP next year, it will be zero. It's a completely different scenario. So everybody is watching, first, March, the new fiscal rule that they will present. In April, the primary target for the public sector next year, any May, the proposal of the tax reform concerning the VAT tax system. I think this will be, you know, very, very important. In addition to that, you know, they, they, they need to give the right message, mm-hmm. like, you know, that they will respect the, the contracts, that they will mm-hmm. continue, you know, that they will not change all the regu- regulatory framework that Brazil approved in the last five, six years, that, you know, increased investment in the energy sector, in the oil sector, mm-hmm. etc. You had a big problem uh, three weeks ago. In Brazil as many other countries the government last year cut taxes on fuel and gasoline mm-hmm. to you know to make it cheaper mm. and then the, the taxes uh, came back this year but then you know the president asked the economic team to postpone uh, you know it, it, it came back part of the taxes but the other party the, 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 the full tax what cover uh, you know to the it only happened in June. And because of that, because of this lag, the, uh, the economic team requested to tax the exports of oil. And this was a big, big problem because Brazil doesn't tax exports, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, wrong. And that this had a huge effect in the oil sector. But this tax on exports of oil, it only lasts for four months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we heard from, you know, from the economic team, from the government, that they regret of doing that. Mm. So they don't intend, you know, to continue with the tax on exports mm. of oil. Mm. And they think it's wrong, you know, and they they really regret of approving that for four months because they collect, you know, almost nothing. And they had a huge impact in, you know, in of the sector. Course, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, because w- why bother selling it abroad, right, in the end, ultimately. Um, so I um, so just want to make sure I got the dates right. So we, end of March we have, if you like, the first um, catalyst in terms of presenting the spending plan, right? Yeah. Um, And then we have uh, April is a primary target. Yes. And then May, we've got the kind of first review of the plans, right? Uh, Exactly. And
1: and the good news is that, you know, probably in two or three months you have a a better picture of what will be this new government. You don't have to wait one year to, you know, to have a feeling what will be Lula's government.
0: Right. Okay, very good. So in terms of um, uh, other sort of big things are out there, obviously, um, you're seeing what we're seeing over the last few days, the big challenges um, due to the uh, regional banks in the United States, the Fed, actually, I haven't looked to, uh, this afternoon, but uh, essentially Fed rates have uh, have completely changed um, uh, picture in the last, uh, I guess, 48 hours. Um, I'm just looking at the two-year, yeah, t- a two-year rate now in the US is, is 4.10. So a rally of 49 basis points today, which uh, which is absolutely enormous. Um, maybe you can just talk us through what the impact of, say, the Fed peaking in interest rates right now, um, potentially, which is essentially what's being priced now that, that, that there's no rate hikes left to come. How do you think that will filter in for the Brazilian economy?
1: You know, uh, some weeks ago, when the market was expected that the peak of the Fed interest rate could be somewhere around 5.4, 5.6, you know, mm. the difference between interest rate in Brazil and the rest of the world. In Brazil, US, is so it's so high, you yeah, know, yeah. that uh, nobody was... a uh, very worried about that and now if this new scenario that probably the peak of the Fed fund rates will be I mean lower You know, it's better for Brazil, but you know the most uh, it, it, There is now a huge political debate in Brazil concerning inflation target whether mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. 3% of inflation target is too low for a country like Brazil mm. And many people think that if you work with a higher inflation target, you give room for the central bank to cut interest rate faster. I don't believe, you know, I don't agree with that. Mm. But anyway, you know, uh, I think that in this new scenario, that the Fed fund rates, uh, you know, uh, will not go up to 5.6 or 6 percent you know, it's much better to Brazil. But the the key topic to Brazil you know uh, the key debate in order to to uh, help this brazilian central bank to cut faster interest rate is the fiscal plan is this signal concerning what this new government will do to prove to the market that at least by the end of the government by the end of the next four years you'll be able to stabilize the debt to gdp so that's the key point in brazil today because uh, you know the, the short-term numbers of inflation in Brazil is not that bad. It's more or less, I mean, according to what everybody was expecting, but the problem is that when they look to 20,024, 20,025, mm. and mm. 20,026, mm. the inflation expectation is moving you know away from the target. Mm. So, I mean, and, and, and this is linked to uncertainty. Mm. So we need to show, you know, the new government needs to show that to be fiscal responsible in order to to anchor again expectation but yeah. you know but in terms of the united states i mean this new scenario i think it would be good to brazil and you know the reopening of the 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 the, the chinese economy it's uh you know mm. it's very very good to brazil mm. and to mm. latin america as well mm.
0: yeah that was going to be my next question in terms of obviously the chinese economy is gonna reopened um I guess at the moment they're still probably drawing down their existing reserves they of commodities they already have. Um, uh, how do you think that will play out? Is this really like a Q4, Q1, 24 phenomenon, do you think, in terms of its impact on Brazil? Or do you think it's much more near term?
1: No, you know, uh, probably I, I think you'll you feel a higher impact in the second half of this year. Right. But, you know, as soon as the market is expecting that China will start growing again around 5% or even higher than that, you Mm. know, it's very positive for for Latin America and for Mm. Brazil as Mm. well. Mm. You know, in the last two years, and probably the same will happen this year, Brazil was running an all-time high uh, trade balance surplus, around $60 billion. The FDI in Brazil last year was was $90 billion. We expect an FDI this year something around $100 billion. So you know, uh, Brazil is is quite dependent on China in terms of exports. So every time that you, you know that you see China go growing more, it's very positive to Brazil. I think you know this will show up in the numbers, more in the second half of this year. I don't mm-hmm. you know, but the market is already anticipating that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. There's there's a, a bit tricky. Is how much is it front running of that expectation? Um, and whether there's a surprise one way or the other as, as the year goes on, I think that's going to be the quite you know quite the key point. I think
1: exactly. Mm.
0: So um, moving then on to uh, a topic that in Europe uh, is very prevalent is around ESG, climate, and those sort of things. Um, and uh, you know one of the big challenges we have. Certainly, as a, as investors, when we're thinking about Brazil. Is you know how do we balance you know the, the the climate elements, particularly as it comes to say commodities and and the environmental part. Um, obviously, um, the previous regime was, let's put it this way, indifferent <laughs> to mm-hmm. to climate, uh, and probably was prosperity and business first than it was. Um, Climate. Uh, what is kind of Lula's position on, on climate change and all of those elements? Or or is this just something Brazil just doesn't do?
1: No, I mean, it's quite the opposite. I think, you know, he's very, very in this topic, he's very interested in promoting, you know, uh, the environmental legislation, the compliance with E E S G rules. Mm-hmm. You know, when Lula was elected, the first thing that he did two weeks after he was elected was to to fly to Egypt to COP27 right. to give the right message. And since then, he has been talking with many, many, you know, uh, important w- war leaders or worldwide leaders uh, in this uh, environmental agenda. He already talked with President Biden about that. He, you know, in many, in many different uh, presidents. That's the, and then our new minister of environment is Marina Silva. Who's a very important, you know, advocate of, uh, uh, you know, uh, environmental policy, etc. He was the minister. She was a minister of environment in Lula's first term, so she's back, and she's very active. And I think, you know, on this field now, I mean, it's a completely change because Brazil you show a highly a commitment to, you know, to to improve the lab, the environmental legislation. Uh, to fight against, you know, uh, climate change worldwide, you know, to help to, to make deals with other uh, countries. So it's completely different from the last government because, as you said, last government has a kind of, uh, I would say neutral point of view, and sometimes quite aggressive, you know, against this climate agenda. Mm-hmm. Now it's completely different. There is something that, you know, the Lula you get the benefit, uh, you know, of all all the other countries because he'll, he'll show that you'll be completely engaged, mm. you know, improving environmental legislation, not only in Brazil, but worldwide. Mm.
0: And how does that reflect in terms of some of the companies in, in Brazil? So obviously, the uh, Petrobras on the energy side, and you've got the agricultural uh, companies. What's the, I mean, I, I guess the... The point I was making is, what are they doing, or is this really a top down initiative?
1: No, you, you know, I think every big company in Brazil is already very concerned about, you know, uh, compliance with environmental legislation, labor legislation, because they know that it is key to export. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, to get new investors, they all they, they request, you know, uh, this commitment to environmental labor legislation, even sometimes even social policies. So I think the big companies in Brazil is already complaining with that. But I think, you know, now you have a kind of joint effort between the private companies and the government. It will be good for for everyone. Uh, But again, I mean, uh, I think it will be very, very positive. Um, I don't think uh, this will be a problem because, you know, many companies in the last government were complaining because they were doing a lot of effort. You know to comply with ESG rules, mm. but on the other hand, you had this narrative of the go- of a government that was not caring about the Amazon forest. Mm-hmm. So it was really bad because the you know uh, since the government you know was not showing any kind of concrete effort to fight climate change, etc. You know this at the end jeopardized all the private efforts of big firms in Brazil. And now things are going to move together: right. government and mm-hmm. private firms.
0: That certainly makes a huge, um, certainly makes a huge difference. Um, what are the other sort of key themes that you're thinking about uh, right now, in terms of you know both economic uh, policy and strategy going forward?
1: You know, Lula is very, very worried about the public investment right. because uh, having in mind that Brazil has a tax burden of 34 percent of GDP, mm-hmm. if you look to right. the the whole yeah. public sector investment. Yeah local regional state regional governments and federal government it's 2.5 percent of GDP. Mm. so it, almost nothing for a country that has a huge tax burden mm. and so lula wants to increase the public investment especially this central government uh, you know investment and he, he wants to build you know more house to the low-income families mm. he needs to increase investment infrastructure so he has a big challenge because you know uh, he has to increase public investment, he has to increase social policy and he needs to do a fiscal adjustment. But, you know, he's very, very concerned about public investment. It's not that Brazil, you know, you know, in order for Brazil to grow, we need private investment because the investment rate in Brazil today is 19% of GDP. Out of 19% of GDP, the public investment is only 2.5% of GDP. So we need to increase, you know, the investment rate a lot and you cannot rely on public investment. Because we don't have the means, but at the same time, Lula wants to to focus the public investment on those uh, areas that will help most the poor, like mm-hmm. you no know, uh, housing for low-income families. Mm-hmm. But that's something that is very, very concerned. Mm-hmm. he's concerned with climate change, with increasing public investment, have very active social policy, which makes sense because Brazil, and Latin America, you know, uh, we're talking about countries that you still have a high. Uh, rate of poverty and income inequality mm-hmm. so you have to good we need to have good social policy you know but he needs to do the fiscal adjustment it, this is very important because uh, again I mean uh, everybody likes his uh, his concern about growth about public investment about social policy etc. But Brazil needs to show to the markets that, that you know, we won't have any macroeconomic problems. That the key, the history of Latin America shows that many years, you know, countries in Latin America have problems because, you know, they don't take care of the macroeconomic, of the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's something that Lula needs to understand more and give more clear message.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I think that's uh, quite, quite critical, I think. So yeah, uh, that that infrastructure side is a is a challenge everywhere. <laughs> so if I, if I travel to the US, it's a major problem. Uh, less of a problem in the UK, but still in in certain parts of the UK, that that remains an issue. Um, and I think uh, one way to get inflation down and improve productivity is that. Right? Exactly. So the 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 impact of that is always uh, is much more than people often uh, expect. Um, so last uh, last question, really. What is your target for um, for the currency over the next uh, twelve to eighteen months? You kind of think is going to be flattish against the dollar, uh, and also, what do you expect? Uh, what's your forecast for uh, for both long rates and short rates?
1: You know, uh, we don't expect uh, a lot of you know much uh, difference regarding the current exchange rate. Uh. It's more or less. Uh, one dollar worth 5.2 reais. Mm-hmm. Uh, we expect that, you know, if start if this in the next two months the government shows a very good fiscal plan, mm-hmm. and he's able to show that he he will get the political support to approve tax reform. I think we can see, you know, the the real going up. Mm. We can see that this 5.2 goes to something 4.7, 4.8, but right. it depends on a lot of things. Right. If I have to bet right now, you know, I expect that the exchange rate will become more or less flat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look to the next two, three years, I don't, you know, more or less the same, uh, you know, because the fundamentals will lead us to bet that the real will go up. Mm-hmm. But if you fail to give a very you know, clear uh, you know, uh, fiscal mm-hmm. uh, strategy, to, to show a very clear fiscal strategy that you'll be able to control the growth of the debt GDP, mm. probably will stay the exchange rate between 5.2 and 5.3 mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. two, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're still running high interest rates, mm-hmm. help us with the exchange rate. Mm-hmm in addition to that you know the bad news is that if you continue with this very high interest rate because the market now in brazil is divided whether or not the central bank will cut interest rate this year and if this doesn't happen if you don't build the macroeconomic condition for the central bank to cut interest rate we might have in brazil two consecutive years of low gdp Mm -hmm. growth Mm -hmm. you know but i don't think you know the government is very concerned with growth you know every single government in the world is concerned with growth even more you know, mm-hmm. a government in Latin America and in Brazil, mm-hmm. it's a developing country. Mm-hmm. So, no, I really do expect that the next two months the government could give the right message. Because if the government gave the right message and show really, I mean, some political strength to approve reforms, a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. But it will depend a lot, you know, what will happen. Mm-hmm. In Brazil, different from many other countries, you know, we are not having strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's very important. Yeah,
0: we have one tomorrow. <laughs> or you Wednesday, know, at least. <laughs> Brazil
1: is already investing a lot, you know, spend a lot on social policy. Yeah, yeah. The most important social policy in Brazil, it's a, a program called Bolsa Familia. It's a conditional cash transfer program for the, you know, very low-income families. This user should be a program of 0.5% of GDP. And starting this year, it will be a program of 1.5% of GDP. Wow. Three mm-hmm. times higher than mm-hmm. what it was. So, you know, if you, if you give the right message concerning the macroeconomic situation, I think you have, a, you know, the real could go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and the, the, the central bank could cut interest rate and have not 20,023, mm-hmm. but 20,024 growing over 2%. Mm-hmm. But it depends a lot on what will happen in the next two to three months. Mm.
0: So, and then on, on interest rates, are obviously 600 odd <laughs> basis points of, of real rates. Um, uh, in fact, a bit more than that. Um, that is obviously implying a much higher long-term inflation rate, right? In or, or the fear that inflation rate was going to be a lot higher than that. Um, obviously, that's built around tax reform. If tax reform was to happen, where do you think the 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 rate will will head towards?
1: You know, it depends. But you know, if you were able to present a fiscal plan showing oh. that, listen, this government will be able to control the growth of the of the Dutch GDP, and together with a tax reform that increased the potential GDP growth of Brazil, mm. you know, probably you had for a, a nominal uh, interest rate around the 8%, mm. Mm. Uh, you know, there'll be a real interest rate around 4%. Mm. So, I mean, if you go back to, you know, a real interest rate, long-term interest rate, around 4%, you know, in mm. 2019, it went down to 3.2%. Mm. So if it goes mm, at least around four percent, I think mm. it will be good. You know, mm. uh, a phenomenal rate in Brazil in the short term and long term around seven to eight percent is very good for the housing market, mm. for the new loans, etc. Mm. So that I think that's the target. That's the challenge. Go back to one single, you know, interest rate around seven to mm. eight yeah. percent. That's what I would expect. Mm. But if you do the reforms, if you approve the reform and ensure concrete fiscal plan, plan to no. control the growth no. of the debt to GDP. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot of juice in the yield there if that was to happen. And obviously, uh, quite a decent... uh Total return if that was to happen. So we'll watch very, very carefully. Uh, so to thank you very much again for spending the time with us. Super interesting as always. Lots of takeaways. My, my see my notepad is at least uh, four pages long or five pages long. So thank you very much. And again, uh, you know, next time BTG conference, you know, twenty twenty four. we we'll Hopefully, see you again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, thank you very much, and I hope the next year you have better news to talk about it.
0: No, absolutely, we'll, we'll watch very carefully, and uh, hopefully, I'll get a chance to get to Brazil in 2023 and uh you know we will love to see you uh in your home country okay. so um that's it for today uh, again uh thank you very much uh, for, for joining us and as ever if you have any questions uh or if there's an interview you'd like us to do please do let us know and of course reach out on the normal channels uh, thank you very much and we'll speak again soon